How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Absent Minded Watches, where this week we watch Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, released in 2010. But before we get into all that, you know the drill. We're going to talk about some of the news that's gone on in the industry this week, such as AMC's comprehensive health and sanitation program. Yeah, right. Some, some Justice League teases, some surprise brew blu-ray releases but before all that my name is travis stockton at ray charles art with me as always well actually not as always we're doing something a little different ethan's moving this weekend today was a special special occasion so i graciously offered he did to host his his piece of premium content that he provides on a bi-weekly basis to us all travis you think i know you think I think I, the best quality about you is that you're so humble. I think that's one of my favorite qualities about you. That's what a lot of people say about me yeah. is that I am incredibly humble. I'm I'm one of the most humble people you'll ever meet, I think. <laughs> uh, and of course, with me, the mover, the moved the Ethan moved. Newbolt, Pat Soulsbjorn, and on the sweeter side of the internet, the greener side. Andrew Crandall. Oh, you're so sweet. At Andrew loves video games. You, at the very least, you've got better restaurants. I'm getting tired of the local spots, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about some velvet. I've been thinking about some burger joint. Even Polly sounds good to me now. And I felt Polly's was fairly mediocre, but it would be so it would be I nice to have some Italian. I could food. go for some Papa Gino's, man. Oh, Papa Gino's. Oh, Polly's. Yeah, I actually went to Polly's last night. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you Whenever get from Polly's, buddy? Oh, I just got some fettuccine Alfredo. That's it was okay. It was, it was good, dude. It's good. It's just the thing I don't about like Polly's. It's like an extra eight dollars for a piece of chicken. Yeah, it's, ins- yeah, it's it. insane. Yeah, for the prices, it's a little overrated. But also, uh, like anytime I go there, I ask for like a small plate of pasta, and the small plate of pasta is still fucking enormous. Yeah, it's like, Italian food, man. It's just insane. It's like it's, it's enough like going to, to a text like restaurant and be like, I just want a small plate of food. And they come out with a half pound each of beans and rice. Yeah, right. Enough cheese to keep you blocked up for a, a couple of days. Well, what about Thistle? Can, can you still go to Thistle to go get food or anything? I can. Yeah, they're, they're still because they operate as a restaurant. They didn't technically get closed. Uh, right. Because they can still do to go orders and they don't mm-hmm. serve liquor anyway. So they're, they're more a restaurant than they are bar. Yeah. In the eyes of the state and our Lord George Abbott. But, um, Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can, I can do to go food from there. But it's another thing too where they're, it's more like Thistle, it's about the experience. Like you're paying that extra couple bucks because it's your food's going to come out looking fancy. You're drinking fancy beers. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's, a, I, I don't think it would travel well either. Yeah. Yeah, and even as close as I am, it's still like, ooh, I want to eat that as soon as it comes out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So many, especially because some of my favorite items there are small plates, you know, so it's stuff that could cool off fairly quickly. Like, I wouldn't want to go their pork belly tacos or anything like that. Yeah, or, yeah, definitely. Or like their grilled cheese and bisque and all that oh, stuff. But that all sounds so good. I know, it, it does. so hungry right now. <laughs> well then i think maybe we should just get going with it but before that you got to head on over to absentmindedpodcast.com where you can always find the latest episodes of the main show and our side series that you're listening to right now absent-minded watches or to leave us a voice message with a question comment or topic of discussion that we might play on the air or 
to donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program. Or you can write into us at questions at com. Also, don't forget to follow us on all those social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, and like and subscribe and share the show on your podcast platforms of choice to all your friends and family, every single one. Guys, what'd you watch this week? Let's start with Andrew. Oh, so I finished the uh, new season of F is the fam uh, F is for family on Netflix. Good choice. I like it's a it's a great show. Yeah. For those who don't know, F F is for family is Bill Burr's animated show on Netflix. And I I will say um, they really know how to end a season. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You finished. You did say you finished it. Yeah, Uh I was uh, like in the moment of watching the last episode. You kind of you're like, oh, really? But before that, I was shocked. Like, I did not see that coming at all. No. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, it's uh, I would highly recommend it, even if you've never watched it, uh, haven't watched an episode that uh, all the seasons are all pretty top notch in my yeah, opinion. They're, you they're know, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but along with that, I've been watching this new show on Hulu called uh, Crossing Swords and Crossing Swords is like this weird animated like. Uh, uh, it's uh, like a stop motion show uh, kind of like uh, set in like a medieval kind of fantasy world. And it stars uh, Nicholas Holt. And if you don't know who that is, he is, he was uh, uh, one of the leading cast members in the British version of skins for a long time. He was in about a boy. He's in, um, he was beast in the new X-Men movies. Yes. He was beast in the new X-Men movies. And oh his yeah, ac- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, his accent in this, like he, I, I, I had to like do a double take of just being like, really? That's him? Like, because he does just oh, a wow. fantastic kind of American not, accent. That's not what I expected the character to look like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm trying to find a way to like describe um, them, but like I want to say Weeble Wobble, but not. It's no, not real. I, I want to say like a, uh, like they're almost like uh, <laughs> life pieces, but with like faces and, and differences. Yeah, um, exactly. But also and like those of- child toys, like is it play school or. Yeah. Playmobile or something. Playmobile, I want to say something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh-huh. not what I expected them to look like. Uh, <laughs> but it's Chicken just, did this. Yeah, Chicken. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Seth, uh, Seth's green in it for a little bit uh, oh, as well. Right. Uh, but it's I'm just, just it's just super. Yeah, it's super <laughs> raunchy. It's it's really funny. Um, and like I said, takes place in a medieval kind of fantasy setting about Nicholas Holt wanting to become a squire, blah, blah, blah. But I also think like some of the other people in the show just fucking nail it. So like uh, there's a comedian, his name's Adam Pally, who plays uh, his like squire buddy named Broth. He's really funny in it. And uh, Alfred Molina. Happy endings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alfred Molina shows up to play Robin Hood. And uh, I think I figured you would like that, Travis. Uh, he plays in one episode and he's, he's Dr. Octopus yes. in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait. He was also in the movie we watched. He yes. was. He was he in was. Prince of Persia. One mm-hmm. of my favorite characters in that movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but one person I wanted to shout out is this uh, actress named Alana Yubak. And uh, for those who don't know, she starred in. Uh, I don't 2000- know who that is. Yeah. She starred in the 2006 movie uh, Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long. She's, oh shit! Who was she in waiting? Yeah, which was one she was the she? really mad one? The she's the one? really yeah. She's the really mad one. Uh, 
Oh, nice. the, short, the short one that curses him. Yeah. She's like, like super nice to all of her customers. And then yeah. the second she's all around the corner, she's yeah. like, I'm murdering every single one of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is an example of someone who's worked here too long, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's really great in it. Like, uh, I've seen her in a couple of other things. She's got an insane amount of range. From like whenever she was on waiting, she was in. Uh, she plays the mother in Coco. She was, I believe, she was nominated for an Emmy in that. Wow! Oh wow! Uh, Did she really? Damn. Yeah, I can because uh, I can't think of anything I've seen her in like live action at least where I've well, seen her okay. face. You know what I you, mean? You know, you know. Uh, have you ever seen that episode of It's Always Sunny? Frank's Pretty Woman, where he, where he's, uh, not, where he, where not he, my uh, thing to remember. Oh buddy. I'm yes, sorry. I know. Yeah, he. He, he decides to do a pretty woman and dates a hooker and tries to like. <laughs> I need to go back and, and rewatch that, Sunny. It's been a handful of years, honestly. Yeah, go back and watch that. Uh, she she plays she plays uh, the pretty woman. She plays Especially the hooker. The newer stuff. And like I, that just kind of like blew me away because like like I said, she's just got a lot of range to be able to play like these crazy characters. Um, but yeah, if you're into like raunchy weird comedy stuff, I would definitely recommend that. I am. Um. And Real quick, then, before you jump into the last one, I just want yeah. to note because I had just read about this recently and it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. I just been noticing how many like new animated series this has been like popping up out of seemingly nowhere recently. Mm-hmm. And it's all COVID related, of course, because animated shows are one of the few things that you can still produce in like Hollywood and in TV and stuff. Yeah. So we're probably still going to be seeing a lot of things like ideas and 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 scripts and stuff get moved over to animated projects, especially yeah. with the whole like Netflix Americans aren't allowed uh, in Europe anymore. And so, like, anything. All of all of Europe is no longer a viable shooting location for film <laughs> for at least for us productions. And uh-huh. yeah, but it's just interesting. I'd be curious to see when production began on this show, how long it's been in the, in the I oven. Mean, yeah, that's a good question because he's uh, Nicholas Holtz also in another show on Hulu called The Great, which I've been meaning to watch, uh, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but the last thing I watched this week uh, or these last couple of weeks was I watched the new, the new Child's Play reboot, and mm. uh, I enjoyed it. Did that yeah. did they have, have Aubrey Plaza and uh, yeah, it has Aubrey Plaza starring the as guy the from mother. Atlanta. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. I've never actually watched Atlanta, so I couldn't tell you. But there, I mean, Oof. there's a there's a black dude in it and he's a cop, I guess if he's in Atlanta, um, you should watch Atlanta. That's a, yeah, I've heard it's, I've heard it's really good. Um, incredible. Uh, but Mark Hamill also plays Chucky in this one. And he would, I like, like I was watching about halfway through and I'm like, is that Mark Hamill? Is that Mark Hamill? (laughs) And I finally looked it up and I was like, yes, I fucking knew it. Uh, but it's, it's weird. Uh, that's a, a great big part of that film's marketing when it was like about to come out was people were hyping it up because Mark Hamill was going to be Chucky. He's just not uh, who I, I hear. I think of when I hear. Chuck. No, no. I I mean, I, all of his years as the Joker, I would definitely see him uh, playing Chucky. Uh, but yeah, it's a stupid, fun uh, horror comedy. You know, I I enjoyed it. So it's better awesome. or worse <laughs> than uh, I was going to say is Jennifer Tilly in it. Ooh, um, because that's still like, as far as I'm concerned, you and I going to see Happy Death Day in theaters is like one of my peak horror film comedy experiences. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's that's hard for me to say. I I can't really form an opinion on it. It's also been a while since I've seen Happy Death Day. Um, Yeah. Did you ever watch the second one? No, I didn't. I heard it was awful. It's okay. I mean, if you liked the first one, it's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. It's basically the same thing. 
Well, Ethan, what about you, buddy? Uh, Netflix put a first season of Food Wars up, and I binged watch that kind of while I was moving and just doing crap around the house. Uh, what is Food Wars? Because yeah. it's one of those shows that I've heard of for years, yeah. just like being aware of anime. And um, at first, oh, so this is an anime. I thought this yeah. was like. No, okay. no, no. It's it's not like a an actual. No, it's an anime. It's been around like at least yeah, it's, since it's a, I want to say like 2010 or so, uh, if not the manga, and um, if not earlier than that. So I thought it was going to be like you know maybe like Naruto with food, kinda like not ninjas, obviously, but like you know the the basic character dynamic and him having like a rival and teachers and yada yada yada. Shown in back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, not. Not really. This anime is thirsty. <laughs> and, oh, I knew there was a lot of uh, and yeah, horny. Th- this it. this anime is horny AF, and I did not expect that going in. So it kind of uh, it kind of took me by surprise when everybody was just starting to like have orgasms after eating a bite of fried rice. <laughs> like there there right. a, a little bit is is sometimes too much for me. But I I do enjoy like the actual cooking battle part of it. It's it's kind of more fun. And when they get talking about like ingredients and cooking and food, it's it's fun. But the the over the top like sexualness that they try to like embellish to you know make you believe that these foods are like you know ripping people's clothes off because they're <laughs> so good. It is is a little too much. For me. You get an aphrodisiac. You get an aphrodisiac. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy, but I, I I like it. It's funny. It's got enough funny moments. The main character Soma is a uh, is a you know the plain old never die hero character that always improves and gets you know never nothing ever gets him down. Uh, and all the ladies. So it's him. a lewd cooking anime. Yes, very okay. much so. Uh, and there was not enough of it. There was like 25, 26 episodes. Uh, and it really kind of starts to ramp up around then. And, you know, for the next season and stuff. And then there's no more. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Would fuck Gordon Ramsay approve of this show? I would actually love a YouTube video where he, you know, they like sat him down and just showed him some clips yeah. from, from it. That would be funny. But I, I don't know what he would think. I definitely think this would probably be more of a Jamie Oliver show, but I hate Jamie Oliver. So. Gordon Ramsay Jamie Oliver sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I like chicken nuggets, Jamie Oliver. Get over it. <laughs> so Food Wars is fun. Check it out. Well, I don't know if everyone noticed, but I, because I, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but uh, Hannibal the show I've been raving about a couple of times on this show mm-hmm. uh, is now on Netflix. You can watch all three seasons on there. I don't know if it's the censored version or not, because there, like there is a broadcast version and a like the producer's cut version that ended up on Blu-ray, at least in the U.S. And what the censorship's like nothing. Huh? So what are they like boobies? Uh. No, not it's one of those censorship things where it's like the things that they choose to censor really highlight American values Mm. because like the one that comes to mind is a scene in like the first it's like the fourth or fifth episode 
of Will Graham, your one of your main characters, investigating a murder uh, scene. And they go in and it, there's two bodies hanging in a hotel room by the flayed ends of the skin of their back, shaping them into like angels. Ooh. So all of their back and their spine is exposed. It's incredibly gory and like horrifying. And they're nude. So they nice. really poorly blur <laughs> the buttocks of these two people. <laughs> the buttocks. The buttocks. So this room's covered in blood. <laughs> like horribly gaping wounds and like slash marks and stuff but no sex but they're yeah but no they're worried about butt yeah <laughs> and and so they like cover the they blur the butt and then cover it with like fake blood and if that's just not like the weirdest like showing of what we're okay with our kids seeing cuz like clearly this is a TVMA show we've already decided it's for adults <laughs> yeah god forbid you see someone's ass but uh, all the blood and like the murder, a okay, totally fine. Uh, so I don't know. I have not checked the Netflix version to see if it's censored or not. And it's not a deal breaker. It's just there's certain. It's one of those things where it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, that's it's what like I was that. Uh, the the censoring of Daryl Hannah's yeah. butt in uh, Splash, where it just looks like it's terrible. It's a lot of moments like that. And uh, there's another one in the latest season because I'm I'm still watching the Blu-rays. I just I want to note that hey, if you've never watched Hannibal, it's all on Netflix. Go watch it. But there's a moment, too, in uh, the broadcast version, apparently, where y'all know that classic like Leonardo da Vinci drawing where it's like the man and but is he's got Mm -hmm. like six arms or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember. It has like a name. It does have a name. But it's like a line drawing and it's just like this classic drawing. Like if you saw it, it, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, that exactly. Thank you, Ethan. Uh, They censor his little little tiny dingus and balls. Like it's like this tiny. It like literally oh. takes up maybe ten pixels on your I'm screen. Ver Vitruvian, Vitruvian man. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to be correct because uh, that was. Not it's one of those things. It's like up. literally like <laughs> two little semicircles in an elongated oval. Yeah, he got a that, tiny like, dick. Implies a penis. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got and a tiny. So they dick. even erase that with like Photoshop. You can't. You're not allowed to see that. He's got more brush than he does drawing. penis. That's uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, in this in this Vitru- Vitruvian man, and it's like a bush is no good, man. Yeah, you can't even see his butt. <laughs> there's no, just, not even a button to drop balls <laughs> but uh anyway i've uh I've, i'm halfway through i binged like the first seven episodes and there's 13 in the season uh and as far as the hannibal shows show goes overall it's definitely like the most beautifully shot season it's moving a little slow compared to the other ones but it, i think a lot of it it's because there's like it's like dripping in symbolism and there's plenty that dripping. i'm like not getting right now because it's it's like so you'd be like oh yeah okay I, there's something I'm not understanding here but like it's clearly in the frame somewhere I just I don't get it yet that I'm sure plays to what's going to happen in the end of it but it's funny because it's finally catching up with storylines from the movies I had watched recently where I, I talked about Ridley Scott being a hack and uh, his Hannibal movie it's finally caught up to that where um what's his name uh. Oh fuck! What's his fuck? I can think of his, his sister's name, Margot, but I can't think of the, the brother. Anyway, it, we're I'm getting into like oh other characters that I've seen from the movie, so it's like further along in Hannibal's timeline because most of Hannibal the show mm-hmm. is technically like all of season one's basically like a prequel to even the books. It's okay. mostly like original story, but with like characters that you recognize and stuff. And we're finally getting into like 
this whole season is basically adapting the Red Dragon uh, book. Mm. And then season four, which has never happened, but could happen someday now because there's so much hype now with Netflix finally <laughs> picking it up on there. And that, you know, the Brian Fuller, the series creator, has been wanting to do a season four for a long time. And everyone has basically just been like, yeah, we'll all come back. Uh, <laughs> that's supposed to adapt Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, it's just been it's been interesting, like kind of getting to the point where we're wrapping things up and all the characters are insane now and <laughs> they've just all lost their fucking minds and shit. And it's 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 intense. Uh, and then I've also watched the first half of the final season of Dark, which is Ooh, the, tell me about it. I know you gave this like raving reviews and it's something you've been like. Go watch this show. And I, I wanted to because I wanted to talk about it, but I just didn't. So I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But uh, this is easily like it's crazy because like by the, where we are at the end of season two. As a as someone who's seen a lot of these kind of stories, like I love time travel stories. I love this particular type of sci fi. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy at the end of season two to be like, all right, we're getting to a point now where it's very easy to start fucking up. <laughs> like breaking your own rules or like how do you navigate all the all the things that you're juggling and tying together <clears> and all the winding hard. plots without like introducing plot holes and stuff. And so far, the first half of the season, I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck they're pulling it off. Like it's it is still so, so good. And from everything I've read as far as impressions of like the finale and how it ties up, I haven't spoiled myself or anything, but I, I've just looked at some like high level like headlines and like critiques and stuff like that. This is probably going to go down as like the best sci-fi television show ever as far as really like just how consistent it is throughout how well everything is tied up at the end. And honestly, I think if it had stopped at season two, it probably already would have gotten that. But to to do what they're doing now, where for those who are not familiar with Dark, it's a German television show and it broadcasts on TV in Germany, but it's a Netflix original here. Um, basically, it's about this small town where a uh, small town in Germany and there's like a nuclear reactor in the town. And 33 years ago or some odd amount of time, uh, there was like this mysterious disappearance of a child in the town. And it's such a small town where it's like every family knows everyone. You've known these people going back for generations. It's rare that like, like some new person moves in or out of the town because most of the town are like people that either work for the power plant or just the shops and stuff around here. So just small town vibes. And so when this child disappeared, it was like, it was horrific. And it was one of the things, well, someone in the town had to have done it, you know, like it, so it starts almost as like a murder mystery thing. But you don't see that timeline right away. You just know that that event occurred. And then 33 years later to the day, it happens again with another child in a very similar circumstance where, like, there's all these unexplained rumblings and stuff. Like, the electricity starts flickering in and out all over the town. Birds are dying and falling out of the sky and stuff. And it's Things really fucking weird. Yeah. Like, the first two episodes between, like, the sound design and just, like, not really knowing what's going on you almost start to think like, this is a horror show. Like this has to, like, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I, almost, like, I think I watched totally the first episode, episode but I just didn't, uh, I think I was distracted at the time and didn't finish it. Never, you might've been. Yeah, and it's, it's very I definitely tense. remember watching the first episode. Yeah. Cause like by the time you get into episode three, like you've got to be in it already because a lot, they start throwing a lot at you really fast. Yeah, I remember being, being cool. There was like a letter and he couldn't open it or something. And 
Uh, yeah, he's like, don't open this letter until this time yeah, and this date, like a cave which is that time was like oh, right, like an hour or two away when in the timeline when you're watching the show. Yeah, and, I remember after I saw it, I was like, I want to know more. I just I was not in the right, you know, mindset yeah, to watch it, a, a new thing. It sets so. up a lot of questions for you that are really intriguing right from the get go. And again, without getting too much further into it, it the story definitely it involves things like time travel, but not in like. Probably not in any way I've ever seen in a show and or a movie for that matter. And yeah, season three takes that like another a step further. And again, I, it's hard to talk too much about the show without ruining the mystery of it. But uh, all I can say is that, yeah, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's fairly short, all things considered. I think season one is 10 episodes and then the other two are eight hour They're, long episodes. Yeah, just give or take 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the episode, because they okay. they aren't written necessarily just for TV. I'm sure like commercial breaks and advertising probably works a bit differently in Germany, because some episodes are like 48 minutes, some are 55. Right. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend it. I also highly recommend watching it in German with subtitles. If you really can't handle <laughs> it, there is a decent enough English dub, but the German is really not that difficult to read. It's not a show where like dialogue is coming at you at lightning speed. There's a lot of scenes where, you know, they give you time to breathe and it's paced really well. So it's even if you're a slowish reader, you don't read a lot of subtitles. It's fairly manageable. Um, Yeah. For as much as I am. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I definitely say that at least try to watch, like episode one in German. And if you really can't do it, switch it over to the dub. It's worth watch. It's a story worth taking in, even if you have to watch the dub. But yeah, I would say give it a try with subtitles. Yeah. For as much as I am like a dub guy, you know, uh, especially when watching anime, anytime I try and watch like a live action thing with dub, it just completely pulls me out of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I had gotten my mom to watch the show and she was very much of the, I don't want to read subtitles. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> And so I, I happen to catch a lot of episodes with the English dub and it, it's not bad. It, it's and they actually they do a fairly good job lip syncing. So mm-hmm. it is it is done more like almost like a modern anime or something. It's not as much as like the mouths are moving and then no words start right away, like an old like Chinese fi- like martial arts film or something mm-hmm. that got dubbed. Uh, so it's better than that quality. If you if you do have to watch it, if English dub or if an English dub would turn you off. Yeah, because like as soon as you said English dub, I, I immediately just thought of like old Godzilla films, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 done way better than that. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, it's been incredible. I'm definitely I'm probably gonna watch the next four episodes tonight, and it's really rare. I say this all the time that like I don't binge shows often, and so I got to give an extra shout out to the ones that like constantly keep you gripped and like by the end of episode like an episode you're like fuck I know I need to go to bed but I have to keep going. <laughs> And and that was last night for me. I was definitely it was like 6 a.m. And I was like, fuck, do I just want to say fuck it and like go to bed at 10 a.m. and just watch the rest of the season? But I knew better. I know better. You know, to be responsible. Exactly. Uh, anything else anyone wants to shout out? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Andre has a Netflix special. Uh, oh, I'm glad you brought this up. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I that loved was it. so fucking bad. I know you did. I read it in Slack. I tried, man. I even got through the whole thing. There was a couple of chuckles, 
But for the most part, I was like, I'm so glad I didn't spend like sixty dollars. Dude is all over the fucking place. And I've seen his other, I've seen YouTube clips of like his previous specials, and I thought it was gonna be more like that. This is his first special. No, well, I mean, unless it was just like someone recording stand up like on pro cameras or something, because I saw clips on YouTube of like other shows that were way better, um, in, in my opinion. And as someone who like I like Eric Andre's show, like I like his skits mm-hmm. and I, I think he I think <laughs> I think it was a show that like would have been better if he had like props or something like I, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It and I, a lot. I don't even know what the person is that would like this. <clears throat> true. I'm surprised that like you really like what did you really <laughs> like about it? Like <laughs> I just like Eric Andre, man. I mean, I like Eric Andre, too. Like. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't keep guessing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also too like uh, there. There was a few jokes in there that he has been telling for years, like because I've seen him. I've seen him do stand up live twice now, and uh, it's it's always been a lot of the same set. Um, Yeah. So, so, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy he has a special out so he can just move away from some of this material that he's been doing for a long time. Yeah. if he wants another Netflix deal, it's got to be new content. We got to get a new 20 minutes out of you, man. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Yeah. You didn't like uh, it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Drew, I can't believe you would produce such a terrible stand up special. God, I, I know. Fuck me, right? I you can't put believe- your name on those credits. You did that, <laughs> man. Jesus. No shit. No, yeah. I, I was just surprised because, like, I, I really like his stuff and, like, I watched it and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think back to which joke I thought was funny, and I can't think of it. I just remember he wasn't he talking about like, she's like, "Have you ever heard of cocaine before?" Because I'm on it. Wasn't like, it's he, just, and wasn't he talking like about giving a baby cocaine? But he was like a Wall Street baby, so he was just like, "Bye, bye, bye yourself." Like, yeah, what? Like, <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking? It was about? all so nonsensical. Yeah, it's just oh, weird, absurdist humor. But yeah, it, well, I mean, I like that. Oh. The best part of the show was like the the skit that was before outside it, of the yeah. the thing. Yeah, before where yeah, he's just like dressed as a cop public and, and stuff. And yeah, like yeah, dressed as a cop <laughs> and he's like, "Hey man, let me smoke some of this joint or whatever." And I like yeah, the, I like the lady that was like, hey, "What is that?" He's like, "It's weed." Can I take a hit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of that was good. Was I would funny. watch forty minutes yeah. of. Eric Andre on the street, like Billy style. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'd... Anyway, I'm sorry to steal your thunder. With no, your shout I out. mean, I fuck it. I don't give two shits. Fuck it. <laughs> out, out. Well, now it's time for the beat on the street. Pregnant pause. Yeah. I, I just like to see if anyone's going to give me a beat, anything. Anything, uh, any improv comedy? I, uh, I've been wanting to do it again, but I also, I'm not, I'm not confident in my skills. That's fine. I'm tired. Maybe we'll get something from Ethan one day. Maybe it'll just, he'll just pop off with one. I'm tired. Yeah. My arms. You're always my tired. Arms you're tired when you're not tired. My arms hurt. My legs. <laughs> my legs are sore. First up. AMC has detailed its comprehensive health and sanitation program on Twitter recently, including reduced theater capacities, presumably 50% that they were going to do before the states shut them down, uh, enhanced cleaning procedures, social distancing guidelines, and simplified food and drink menus across its locations. 
One thing they didn't do, though, was announce a mask enforcement policy, and no one on the internet was having that. <laughs> a huge amount of backlash was levied against the company, and the following day they announced they would enforce the wearing of masks to enter their establishments, as well as sell masks on-premises for guests that don't have one to use. The company is still planning to officially reopen its doors on July 15th. And I thought it was interesting, too, that they came and said, oh, we'll enforce masks, and then now, like, I, I can't say every state. I know at least for Texas, they have the thing where it's like any business, if you're going into it, you have to have a mask. So I, I've got to assume most states are picking up similar rules right now. But yeah, what a misfire on their part for not doing that from the beginning and doesn't really give me too much hope. Like we were all talking about that. They're going to be able to. The shit is never going away. Keep up with any any sanitation programs that they try to instate. So I know yeah. I, I talked a big game either last last episode of the one before that I was going to go see Tenet in theaters. <laughs> yeah. I definitely changed my mind. Yeah. There's a lot that could happen <laughs> in two weeks as far as like how many crazy numbers of cases we're getting all the time now. And especially where we live. Yeah. And it, it's mostly the idea of the recycled air that I keep coming back to. You're like, <laughs> you know, it, you're yeah. right. It, you are in a box with a bunch of people for <laughs> 120 minutes or so. And I think about it as well. Like, how eat. are they? Yeah. I mean, think about it as well. You have to, you have to go in, you know, with a mask, but think about how many people are, as soon as the lights go down, they're going to be like, well, yep. fuck this, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, that's the main thing I have mm-hmm. issue with as far as eating at restaurants and stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, you gotta have a mask to come on and like walk in. Mm-hmm. And then the second you're they're like, okay, let's seat you at your table. You can take your mask off. Like you don't even have to wait for a drink to hit your table yeah. or something like that. I mean, that. they're gonna have popcorn. Like they've already they already showed on one of their like posters that it was like a, a reduced menu, but they're still gonna fucking have candy and popcorn. Like I was about to say reduced menu to me sounded like popcorn, snacks, and that's things still like that people that are in the yeah, you're not gonna be able to yeah, I think the reduced menu, as far as like what they're saying, is just hey, we don't have kitchen staff. And that's to and that's totally cool. But I still don't want to be people like, like you your said, hot dog and stuff in a recycled hot box room with a bunch of people chomping and and chewing and spitting unknowingly because you know you you do release the amount of liquids from your mouth when you yeah. chew and stuff. So that's the whole point. So yeah, no heck no, man. Is is hot box the right term? Because probably theater's not pretty cold. Probably not hot box, <laughs> but uh, you know that's the only term I know. <laughs> trying to blow flat clouds in this theater man <laughs> try to see the clouds hit yeah, the projector it, it, man it'd take a lot for me to smoky. go see a movie right now but. would you go see like tenant if it released in like uh a drive-in drive-in i'm, a, I'm Maybe, pretty yeah, okay I with like, oh, driving's cool because i mean drive like don't car. park closer your- than six feet from my fucking car, dude. Like, I don't trust your <laughs> your driving <laughs> skills. You should be further than that anyway. Yeah. But even then, but, uh, I mean, you don't even have to roll your windows down if you don't want to. Yeah, but, but I mean, you have to leave you're going to because you're not supposed yeah, to be idling. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to idle. That's true. It's a lot of gas. Yeah. Wasting your battery. All that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Problem with that in Texas, though, is just it's so fucking hot at night. Don't I know it? Like, yeah. come fall, that might be exactly what I want to do. It's right, like, ooh, it's, it's going to be like 70 degrees tonight. Yeah, I'll go to the drive-in and, and see something. Catch a double feature. Because I think the last thing I saw at the drive-in was uh, The Incredibles 2. But it was like in September. Or like It was like two or three weeks after it had come out. So And even then, it was hot as shit outside. It was not pleasant. I don't think I've ever been to a drive-thru or drive-in. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, drive-ins are fun. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Burt Kreischer's doing like a drive-in uh, stand-up tour right now. 
And it's been oh, pretty, really? That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty interesting to watch him post stories about it. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, the drive-ins are bumping right now, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, HBO Max has teased the Snyder Cut of the Justice League with a brand new, never-before-seen clip of previously filmed footage. The 30-second clip is quite brief, but shows Diana, who is Wonder Woman for the less nerdy of you out there, in an undetermined dark location with a torch looking upon what appears to be a very old depiction of Darkseed with a voice over of uh, Lex Luthor's speech from the end of Batman v Superman, where he tells Batman, the bell has already been rung. Oh my God. Out in the dark. <coughs> the stars. Ding dong. The God is dead. That was my best Jesse Eisenberg impression. I, I gotta say, uh, it was pretty good, but you, it needs to be a little more rattly. Well, Ding you know, dong. we'll do like 30 more takes and yeah. uh, I'm sure I'll get it. Yeah, you are. Uh, also, love that fucking part of that movie, man. Ugh, that I love line, every part of that dope movie. Dope as fuck. I do, don't I? Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, this clip gets you guys any more excited? Don't care still? No, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I can't believe this is still happening. I, I, <laughs> well, what's supposed to add in this? So it's like Dark Side going to come out of nowhere? Like, oh, dude, it's going to be, no, it's so it's be a different movie. Yeah, Drew, so for those that also do not know, the Justice League that came out in theaters, it was like two hours long. Yeah. 75% of that film was shot by Joss Whedon. It's a Frankenstein movie. The movie was almost completed by Zack Snyder, but he was not able to oversee the final cut and the VFX work and stuff and any reshoots and stuff. And so when he left the project because of family issues, Joss Whedon came on. He was like, well, I'm not going to. I don't want to Frankenstein another person's movie. I'm basically going to make, we're going to remake this whole movie essentially. So very little of what Zach shot was in there. Mm. Like that's why we got stuff like the, um, the infamous mustache CGI for Henry Cavill, because none of the Superman scenes that they had already shot were in the film. Cause as far as the new plot was structured, they didn't work. So they had to reshoot it, but he was of course contracted with Paramount for the mission impossible movie. And he had to have his mustache for there because of, totally makes more sense for them to not put a fake mustache on him for the movie that does the CGI in a way, like no mustache on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so like, yeah, the film that Snyder shot, he said like that they had like five hours of footage. And I think the last number was that like, yeah, like 15 to 20% of it was in the justice league that we saw. So yeah. Cause I knew um, uh, we didn't took over. I just didn't realize he changed it that much. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, there's all this like, kind of like Avengers style comedy almost in it. Yeah. Like the jokes yeah. and the levity, like that's just not like the kind of movie that Zack Snyder would. Shoot. My man. Um, so <laughs> it still remains to be seen if this is any good or better than Joss Whedon's justice league, but it, it will be a brand new movie essentially. Like it, it will be the movie that would have come out and evidently. So the whole thing with justice league as well was that it was supposed to be two movies he was doing a, a an infinity war style thing where they, they announced that it was going to be justice league part one. Yeah. And then I think flash and Aquaman or whatever, and wonder woman two, and then justice league part two, but they had already started shooting stuff from part two. And that was where dark seed was supposed to show up. So whether or not he's actually in this, whatever this ends up being, we don't know, but like he's barely referenced in Joss Whedon saying, because they were just, they were tying everything up with, um, Whatever the fucking villain in Justice League was. Steppenwolf. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. 
because Steppenwolf, <laughs> Steppenwolf, <laughs> Wolf, uh, he's like one of Darkseed's like minions, basically. Yeah. Like he's small potatoes. I thought it was Dark Side. It is Dark Seed, Dark Side. I don't know. Dark Side. I've never seen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm correct me. That's what's so, like. I've never read most of like as far as like my Marvel knowledge. Hundred times yeah. more than, than DC. Any DC. It stuff. is spelled weird in in his defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, still very excited to see this. It's yeah, it'll be interesting how much footage is in there because again, like that Wonder Woman shot, like that was something. That didn't look anything like I'm anything excited. we saw. On, uh, I mean, how, how often do we get like a second try at a at a movie? You know, like there's gonna be yeah, this two really versions of like the Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, now it brings up so many questions too, because mm-hmm. like once it's out, is this canon? What if it's good? like? Is this what if this is like this blows people away, and then they have like something to go off of? And this see that's the problem. Like a trend. If it's, I think it's way more scary for Warner Brothers if it's good. You, they're not going to be able to do it again. <laughs> because then they have to be like, "All right, Zach, I know we kind of told you to fuck off a while back there, but oh god, you kind of we need you to Kevin Feige this whole Dude. universe now." And then they have to like kind of start backtracking on the lighthearted Aquawoman and Shazam and stuff like oh, that. Dude, Aquaman and, like, or so hope good. that Zach will do comedy yeah. or what? something because, huh? Oh, <laughs> you liked Aquaman, dude. Aquaman was not bad. Yeah, I love Aquaman. Aquaman was dope. Okay. It was one. It's still one of those. I feel like it doesn't need to be that long. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. like, it's it's a visual spectacle. It's a good blockbuster movie. Hey, dude, crab people. Jason Momoa is super charismatic. I don't have any problem with Aquaman. I liked it more dude, than that, uh, Shazam. That battle at the end. I never saw Shazam. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And even Shazam had some funny. I, I agree, hundred percent better than okay. Shazam. But I'll, even Shazam, I'll, yeah, uh, kind of rewatch. Shazam stuck with like what they were trying to do, like. It never, you know, it never tried to be too serious because it was just goofing off. And I appreciate that. Yeah, up until that horrifying scene in the boardroom where all those demons like Yeah, but we don't murder really, all those people and you're like, wait, this really is like, totally from a different movie. But we don't really get to see all of that really, do we? I think if I remember it just like cuts to the Yeah, it's one of those I think he like pulls out and so through like You can see like the shadow of it like, all happening. Opaque yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can see that like fucking things are <laughs> yeah, happening yeah, in yeah. there, but you can't tell what it is. I mean, you know. You know. Uh but the question is, yeah, like, does this become canon? Does DC continue down their path with the other movies? Does like do the future films end up having to reference this or the characters as they were in Justice League? Does it matter because they still said that we're not trying to do the Marvel mm-hmm. thing where everything's tied in anymore? There's so many questions. Yeah. And yeah, if it's too good, <laughs> then they have to go back to tying shit in. Like we're gonna want to see. That's another It'll thing. It'll change the like, Flash movie, won't it? Like it would have to, right? Well, the Flash movie is already probably changing too because I think that guy's out. Who? Ezra Miller. Uh, oh, Ezra really? Miller. Oh, because oh, after like, he assaulted that woman. Yeah, he got like hammered and beat someone up in Finland Whoa. or something. Yeah. Yeah, there was like this. How did you not hear about I that? I don't know. <laughs> there was like some blurry YouTube clips, but it, like it got like so quiet about that afterwards. Holy so I, shit, I think it, dude. I think maybe more information came out and like he like didn't initiate it. They probably like paid her off or something. But yeah, I mean, I, I did not. Everything's hear about been this. really quiet about all Who that. We put it in Slack. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm surprised that we, if we didn't. Yeah. We might not have, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but uh, that's crazy. But it's yeah. interesting, too, because one of the things, if you go back and look, 
because the DC fans are ravenous and they have like the comparisons of like the trailers we saw of Justice League before Jack or Joss Whedon took over. And like you can see that like none of those shots are in the final movie. And there's like a whole probably at least like 25, 30 minutes worth of like cyborg stuff that's just gone. Like they they were supposed to like origin his whole character because, you know, Cyborg's one of the Justice League, but we hadn't seen him or the Flash before. There's a bunch of Flash footage left yeah. on the draw or on the cutting room floor. Didn't they kind of like like, like spitball uh, Cyborg's origin in there like a little bit? That's major. Yeah. You see his yeah. dad and they did they show they him playing the football? No, that no. whole thing's not in there. Oh, man. Yeah. OK. And that's one of those like really cool looking shots yeah. from the trailer is him on the football field before his injury. Uh-huh. And like there's you know, photos from when they were shooting the film of like set photos of him, like in his letterman jacket, walking down the street and stuff. And there was clearly a lot of shots, uh, establishing shots before he became cyborg. Mm. And it's one of those things where they just kind of gloss over it with that. The, you know, security footage from Batman V Superman or whatever. But yeah, it's all very interesting. What, like, what does this mean? And how are they dumping this much money in it? And still probably have no fucking idea what they're doing. Like they're just like okay, I guess Zach, you do what you want yeah, to do. But well, the fans seem to trust you, so I guess they trust Zach. They don't trust WB yeah. executives. <laughs> but also, I mean, clearly the executives at WB had to like sit down in our room with him and okay this mm-hmm. and like draw up like this the like police tape and be like, okay, here's what you can do. Here's what you cannot mm-hmm. do. You cannot go back and do live reshoots, but you do get this much money for CGI budget and like. Like you're not, you don't get a camera. You're not going to do pickups or anything. <laughs> no cameras, no cameras, no capes. How'd you get a camera? Get that out of him. I thought we told Zach he wasn't going to get the cameras. We get this fucking camera. He right pulls here? out like a little uh, ankle pocket camera. He's got. He's like they said. They didn't say anything about GoPros. Yeah. He's taking like <laughs> weird back alley shots of <laughs> Ben Affleck in, <laughs> in like a. a Dollar store Batman oh, outfit, like they we'll just post them. Oh, man, I need they, more. They, <laughs> they could just tangerine and shoot the whole thing on iPhones. He's got like an IT Dude, guy that's like writing in fake timestamps so they can show the the shots to WB. Like <laughs> I shot this in 2017. Don't worry about wow. it. Uh, next, Disney is planning to dust off some of its older catalog films. This just in time for all the holidays with new 4K Blu-ray releases of Home Alone and Hocus Pocus. Ooh. Both films will have reboots in the works at Disney right now, so it makes sense that the studio would want to reignite fan interest in the franchises while also taking advantage of releasing them during Halloween and Christmas, where these titles surely play well for the nostalgic buyers among us. This also marks a change for Disney that hasn't explored 4K Blu-ray releases for much of its live-action catalog outside of more recent theatrical releases. This is cool. Definitely will give totally these a rewatch. Alone, yeah. yeah, I will definitely give this a rewatch when it comes out. Not particularly too ex- too excited to hear about the reboots. Nah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I did not know Home Alone was getting a reboot. <clears throat> I knew there was going to be a sequel to Hocus Pocus because like, I'd seen that article. Where, like, Is it a sequel or a Everyone's coming back for that. It's a sequel. Okay. It's Hocus Pocus 2 because uh, it's a squeeboot. The, the witches, they're all, all their actresses are signed on to come oh, back. Oh, hell yeah. That's what's I don't up. know about the kids, but um, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker and, new kids. and um, whatever the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Take they can torture someone else. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I love a good 4K remaster, man. Mm-hmm. I think Hocus Pocus is technically already on Disney Plus in 4K, mm-hmm. but it's one of those like it'll look way better on disc. It's old enough mm-hmm. that being on film, you get more of that grain and stuff in there. 
Yeah. Next. Christopher Nolan's upcoming film, Tenet, has been delayed yet again from July 31st to August 12th. Called it. In response to the ongoing increase in COVID-19 cases in the United States. Quote, Warner Brothers is committed to bringing Tenet to audiences and theaters on the big screen when exhibitors are ready and public health officials say it's time. End quote. Before uh, Warner Brothers spokesperson said in a statement, quote, in this moment that we need to be as flexible we are not treating this as a traditional movie release. We're choosing to open the movie midweek to allow audiences to discover the film in their own time. And we plan to play longer over an extended play period far beyond the norm to develop a very different yet successful release strategy. The studio has also delayed the 10th anniversary re-release of Inception to July 31st. Yeah, I mean, this is going to yeah. happen. It's probably going to happen a lot more to a lot of different things. Big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I think basically they are just saying, though, that like August 12th is the latest they're delaying it and that they'll put it in theaters. And if it has to stay in theaters for six months, they'll just leave it there because it's not like anyone else is rushing. To, everything else is basically moved to November. You can always just put it on Fortnite. That's true. Yeah, you got Fortnite theater kicking in, you know, uh, love Inception, yeah, probably not gonna have Dark Knight. That was, that was but great. it is interesting what they're saying about like kind of going back almost to the. The olden days of movies where movies just like you only had five blockbusters a year. So they just sat in theaters all year round. So, I mean, honestly, besides. I think like so many things got pushed to 2021, but I know Black Widow is still technically set for November. Wonder Woman got a new November release date, I think, because it was its first movie was September. That and sounds, then they delayed it again when they had the next poster. Right, yeah, but um. I don't think that's I don't, a, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think November I don't think there was oh I know Fast I and Furious know. got pushed back for a year, remember? Yeah. And then was wasn't there supposed to be a Mission Impossible movie this year? Or am I, I feel like there was I another like, big title. I didn't I, I haven't heard be, anything. I, I know it. there are Mission Impossible movies <laughs> Dude, coming. Okay, wait, this, this might year. be stupid, but did that James Bond movie ever come out? That's the one. Yeah, that was moved to November or October, I think. Was it? That's oh what I was my thinking. God. I thought we I Yeah, because and we haven't talked about that. That was supposed to come out in like fucking March or April. Like that was the thing that was like the week theater shut down mm-hmm. was the week that was supposed to come. Yeah. And then because we were, yeah, they had they had already put their marketing because it was the big anniversary. Force. And yeah, yeah you yeah, were hearing yeah. like American Airlines, no, like James Bond commercials mm-hmm. and Ford was like drive like James Bond <laughs> or whatever. And like <laughs> oh, fuck, they have to do they were already like on press tours and stuff. So it's like, oh, shit, they're going to do all of that over again in Is a way this, different uh, format. Is this uh, the last time Daniel Craig is going to be Bond? Or I think he said it's that. The, I, I mean, think so. he says that every time. Yeah, that's true. Right. But uh, yes, currently No Time to Die is supposed to be the last Daniel Craig film. They'll probably kill off Bond at the end, like honestly. No, that's too that's too lame for James Bond. He's oh, like now go I over, remember this. Now this he's is the go one. Retire uh, and live on an island and have a martini the, at the end. The young uh, MI6 agent, the, the black chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now I remember seeing that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they go with her as like the uh the lead in the future films or not. I'd or be if down they do for another it. fucking white dude. Yeah, That'd be right. so boring. He I loved it whenever <clears throat> Yeah, I loved it when the campaign was like make Idris Elba Bond. I was like, I'd be so down for that. That'd be fucking badass. That'd be, cool. that, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so good. Next, some sad news. Joel Schumacher. Passed away last week at the age of 80 after complications with cancer. He's probably best known as the director of the post-Tim Burton Batman films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. 
But the rest of his filmography was always much more interesting. Films such as Falling Down, St. Elmo's Fire, Phone Booth, and The Lost Boys come to mind as the more fondly remembered films on his resume. Those are the best Batman. Just a shout out to Joel. Those are those are my favorite Batman films. I think you like the bat nips, dude. Those those and then the Nolan ones. I think that's how mine go. And then an- probably fact. the animated series in there actually in between those. Fun fact that I read when I was uh, reading about uh, his uh, filmography mm-hmm. and stuff was, of course, Joel Schumacher is incredibly gay. He's been out for like since the be- he started his career as a costume designer. Uh, so he's all he's been one of the gayer gays in Hollywood for a very long time now. Always good to have some representation like that going that far back. But sure. uh, also an excellent article where he says he slept with at least 10,000 dudes. <laughs> you can go read more about that. But uh, he him. said that uh, I, I read that uh, George Clooney was specifically playing Batman uh, or Bruce Wayne as gay in the film. And that uh, Joel oh. was the reason that. Joel's the reason for the bat nipples is he was playing it. He wanted to <laughs> nice. play out more of the homoerotic <clears throat> relationship between uh, Batman and Robin. It's a little weird. Yeah. Take that headcanon with you the next time you watch those movies. Wonder why he's been living in. Why is Robin living in this fucking mansion? Why, why, is there any other time? Any They're other media of Batman butts. where Robin lives with him? He's an old Robin, too. He's a, Shouldn't he's Robin a, have his yeah, own he's house? An old, yeah. He's an older Robin. He's a playboy Robin. Because if it was a younger Robin, we got an issue. He's like a pool boy Robin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get free room and board, but I get to touch whatever I want, whatever I want. Oh, God. Next. (laughs) Jurassic Park took first place at the box office for the fourth time since its original release this past Father's Day weekend, mostly thanks to drive-in movie theaters showing the film in mass. What? Because it's like, what box offices? I don't understand. Makes my head hurt. But drive-in <laughs> theaters, really? Yep, the film earned five hundred seventeen thousand six hundred dollars across two hundred thirty locations, wow. narrowly beating out Jaws at five hundred sixteen thousand three hundred across one hundred eighty-seven theaters. What year Damn. is this? Deadline <laughs> reports that while it's the drive-in theaters pulling most of the sales, it's not for lack of trying by standard hardtop theaters. Cinemark opened three of its venues as a test run of sorts the weekend of June 19th to 21st, grossing a total ticket sales of $855 at its Dallas 17 location, $1,500 at West Plano 20, and $1,000 at North McKinney. Cinemark plans for wider openings on weekends of July 3rd, 10th, and 17th, and will mostly show films from earlier in the year, such as Sonic the Hedgehog and Invisible Woman, along with catalog titles such as Wonder Woman, Jaws, The Matrix, and Back to the Future. Drive-ins are killing What's it, man. Invisible Hell Woman. Yeah. Invisible Woman he was talked about, I talked about this like, a couple weeks ago, yeah. actually. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, it was part of the Universal's Dark Pictures uh, universe until that all got canceled. But uh, Invisible. I'm sorry, Invisible Man. You're right, Ethan. Sorry. Yeah, there we go. The Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to update the doc <laughs> for pros- posterity. <laughs> that would be Son that would be a Hedgehog great reboot. An Invisible but Man. But just saying, that's not how it went. It's the sequel that everyone missed. It came out two months after the first one. It was a really odd release strategy. Uh, yeah, man, the drive-ins, dude, they're, cool. they're crushing That's it because really this cool. is mostly drive-in numbers. These all these the full numbers and the the 230 locations is not 230 drive-in theaters. Um, the article had a bit more some more granular breakdowns on the 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 highest grossing drive-in locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh it's making a comeback, and I wouldn't be surprised if it like we start. Going back to that after all this happens, like, uh, I mean, 
I think in a perfect world, we burn down every AMC location and just put up a giant, <laughs> like six foot projection screen outdoors. And we bring back the golden age of the drive in theater. Oh, just, yeah. You just cut the top off. <laughs> you just open that baby bad boy up like a like fucking a, stadium. Yeah, like a can, just a can opener. Just fucking open that bitch up. Uh, I don't think they can afford it. Yeah, I don't think 800 and whatever dollars is going to even pay their light yeah, bill. <laughs> is not going to pay for the renovations. Jeez, like, man. And uh, granted, that was like, it's a sure, soft reopening. Sure. It's it's each location open for like a day, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. I, it's almost like I'm surprised that many people came in through word of mouth. Yeah, it's that, almost like it had to be like you liked that page on Facebook and happened to be on when they said, Hey, we're going to yeah, do a soft Yeah, You kind opening. of wonder what their like expected sales revenue for that day was going to be. And versus like, come get a free popcorn and hit. a $5 yeah. ticket and watch inception. For all we know, they could have been shooting for like $500 and this was, you know, way more than they wanted, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Good for drive-ins. Well, and again too, I mean, not knowing what type of theater the Dallas right, right, location right. is, it could have been a smaller mm-hmm. theater that they're already having a half capacity or even quarter capacity yeah. for it. Uh, so those are not total doom and gloom. Yeah, numbers, they could have had like one theater, you know, booming all day long or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Next up, our final piece of news for this episode. Amazon has announced that these boys season two will premiere on its prime video service on September 4th with three episodes of the new season available that day and one new episode releasing each week for five weeks. Mm. The announcement Fuck was made during yes. an online event hosted by Pat Oswalt, who will be joining the cast for the yeah. second season. I knew you like that, Drew. Uh, the event also introduced a new member of the seven who is like their world's version of the Justice League uh, for people who have not watched the boys, which you should watch the boys. Ethan fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stormfront. Who actress uh, Aya Cash described as, quote, if not worse than on par with Homelander. Ooh. So that's got me pretty hyped up. That's a statement. Yeah. Drew, how excited are you for The Boys season two? Oh, Aya Cash. I love her. She's in You're the Worst. She's great. Um, I'm fucking pumped. The Like, I've said this before. I, I'm a big Garth Ennis fan, and I love the series. I loved what they did with it. I'm so down for this. Dude, like, season one was paced so fucking well. Like, oh my god, and, that was and, another one that was like my. It got my shout out because I'm like, dude, I watched this over two days. Oh, so did I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, just the cliffhanger season one lends you uh, leaves you on too. I'm just like, I can't wait for the second one. I, I need yeah. it. I need it now. Yeah, yeah. As, as someone who did not read the comic, uh, definitely not where I was expecting the story to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm extremely excited for this. September 4th feels so long, like so far away, but it's not at all. And yeah, it's another it's only one. What, it's a couple a, months. Yeah. I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll be here before we know it, but this is another one too, where I'm so glad that this got announced because I was thinking about it while I was watching dark. Where I was like, man, there are so many shows that like we thought we'd be getting another season of like late this year. Mm-hmm. They like just missed like finished filming or something like that. It, like there's so many things that like we're just not going to get continuations for a lot of shows for a very long time. I wouldn't be surprised if the boys is like one of the last things <laughs> that I personally care about that we'll see anytime soon. Cause the next big one was uh, going to be uh Falcon and the winter soldier on Disney plus, which was going to come out in August. But I, as far oh, as yeah, I know, they haven't got any news on that shit. Long time. Yeah, they haven't or started shooting or Loki or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was well. So apparently, WandaVision was further along. Yeah, because we even got that, uh, little, which is weird because it was we got that to come trailer. Out later. Yeah, yeah, that teaser trailer for it. Yeah, yeah, 
But um, they I'm were also shooting. sure uh, WandaVision is probably an easier show to shoot since it's like a single cam sitcom kind of thing. While I think Winter and Falcon Shoulder, Winter, God damn it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will probably kind of follow along the lines of like the way MCU was filmed. But I don't know. Thunder Cougar. Yeah, Falcon there was a, a an article with um, Anthony Mackie that I read today where mm-hmm. he was saying, yeah, we basically shot it like a six hour film <clears throat> um, as far as like the the way that the set worked the on location shooting and stuff like that. But I think I read that they only got like three weeks of shooting done before COVID happened. And I, I, I remember reading Croatia was where they were shooting, but someone corrected them and said, that's not where it was, but it, it's somewhere in Europe. And then now we have this thing where yeah, good Americans aren't allowed now. in Europe. So who knows how they're going to be able to finish that up. But yeah, we hadn't heard anything. It's, about to be July and the show is going to come out in August. So be prepared for that to get pushed back. And maybe we see WandaVision get moved up instead. But that's what it, where it gets weird with all the MCU stuff where it's like, how do we how do we move these things around without like dropping plot lines that maybe we would have had in before because we can't reference things that we haven't shown people yet. And mm-hmm. like there's not a whole lot of switcheroos you can do because these things are plotted out in such a chronological way. I was kind of thinking about that once we were considering, yeah, what if Black Widow pushes into 2021 again and then Eternals was supposed to come out in February, but it got moved. Man, what if like and after a while, this is just the we just like chalk this up to like, man, 2020 was just kind of a mulligan. You know, we just we just didn't here. get exactly. anything. And that's just kind of how it's going to be. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. It's weird. Because you have to, you yeah, I mean, consider too that like COVID going forward is probably just going to be our new flu. Yeah, like after a It'll while, be COVID season, but um, <laughs> instead of flu season, you know, if everything just keeps getting pushed back until November, you can't push it any farther back, really, without being like, okay, well, let's just fucking pick a random date and, or you know, not to pick a random date, but like let's just push it far back into 2021. Yeah, I, I really think. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I think I mean, a lot of these studios are going to have to like kind of face the music when it comes to just suck it up. You're going to have to start doing digital, figure out how to do DRM protection so people can't download it the day you put it on Amazon or something and or like depend on drive throughs for all of your profits. Like I don't I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when these movie theaters start opening up and what the opening weekend numbers yeah. look like for tenant and what ticket sales and stuff look like it. Tenet really is the thing I think the whole of Hollywood is going to be looking at and being like, okay, are people going to come into this in the theaters anymore, or are they? Not? I think and I honestly think make it all digital. That movie is going to do nowhere near what they're expecting, even with all this. Like, yeah. even uh, taking, I don't know if they even know what to expect. That's anymore, what I'm saying. Though. Even <laughs> with all their like, if they go super conservative with their expectations and they they dumb it down to be like, okay, guys, let's just really you know, curve what we think is going to happen. And I think it's still going to be underwhelming, like what they actually manage. But that's just my personal like I that's because I'm terrified to go to the movie theater and I don't think anybody should. So that's that's me. But. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I think I echo most of that. Uh, if I had to make a bet, if I was a betting man, here's my prediction. Tenet comes out. Studio's not happy with the performance because people aren't ready to go to mm-hmm. theaters yet. They decide, okay, two weeks in, they announce it's coming to digital mm. with a Blu-ray two months later. So instead of the four months after theater release, we get to about two and a half, three months till Blu-ray. 
with it, it hidden digital for like 25 bucks on there. Uh, and here's my, uh, here's my, uh, what, what do they call it on? And when you're, when you're gambling, you're, you're, oh, here's my spread. <laughs> here's my, if I hit the spread, the, then I get a the double over payout under. or whatever. I, I do a lot of gambling. Yeah. Here's my over under. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to launch their own, like in-house distribution service because they aren't going to trust companies like Amazon and stuff to not like have pirated copies come out so fast. They have some sort of new hyper DRM system where you get like a key code, like almost like the way that you get the digital copies like sent to theaters and stuff. Like it's going to be some encrypted stream and they're going to have like, you're going to have to go like wbmovie.com and put in your code to watch tenant and you get to play it once. There's not this 48 hour watch as many times as you want bullshit. And it's like through your web browser and you got like the latest Chrome and some sort of add on that like encrypts everything. It's going to be like the DeNuvo DRM <laughs> for, for movie watching. Hmm. That's my over under spread. Okay. But they can't keep doing this I stuff where it. they put it on Amazon. It's like the second these movies go on Amazon, that full quality versions on the pirate bay. Like that, that's the, that is the <coughs> biggest like arrow to the knee for the, for Hollywood right yeah. now is that like they can do digital all day long, but until they figure out at least, like I said, it's going to have to be something like DeNuvo with PC games, right? Where like used to a PC game hits steam within like five minutes so you can download it online. But then DeNuvo came out and it's like, okay, well it takes us months to crack DeNuvo. They're going to have to do something like that because it's just, it will not be sustainable for, for these big budget films your Wonder Woman's and your your Black Widows and your Avengers to come out and day one you can get the full quality copy playing on your fucking phone or something from your buddy. Yeah, that's that's it a just, real, it will not work. Hit to like the it's, it'll be the death of the hundred million dollar blockbuster. That it, like, uh, uh, it reminds me of like uh, that bit in Parks and Recreation where uh, it's uh, speaking of Patton Oswalt again. It's the one where he does the rebuttal where he's talking about the combination of. Uh, to combine the Star Wars and the MCU universe oh, together, yeah. <laughs> but then the guy, the guy in the background, is just talking about like you can watch literally any movie for free on your phone right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's going to be the biggest thing, and I think uh, it, it's just all so interesting where this is what we're what all of these industries are going to look like six months from now. Yeah, it's crazy. What the world's going to look like six months from now? Yeah. Fuck the world, man. Give me my Avengers 5. <laughs> Where's my Tenet Boys? 3 at? Tenet 3. And if you go by the trailer, Tenet 3 might have already happened. We just didn't know it. That's true. Sorry, it, we're past it. We're, go, we're going through Tenet 3, and we're, we're, we're already watching the sequel when we're watching the first one. <laughs> uh, how about we talk about Prince of Persia? Can, the Sands of Time. That. That's, a good, that's, a good, yeah. that's a good movie. Now, I'm right off the it. cuff... I want I want your at your your rating at a 10 at a stars at a chicken fingers, ha- however you want to do it. But give me give me your off the off the cuff rating. Uh, it's like six chicken tenders out of 10. OK, I'm going to go three and a half stars out of five. OK. How are you feeling, We're, Travis? I still grade these on a on a curve. OK, OK, because we've been grading on a curve this whole time. This was a hard seven out of 10. I think that's fair. 
And if I had to say, I still think out of everything that we've watched, Sonic, Aven- Sonic the Hedgehog number one. Easy. First Tomb Raider number two. And then somewhere in there, in no particular order, is Prince of Persia, Resident Evil 1, and Detective Pikachu. Hey, that's my top five. Okay. I, I, so that's, I, that's where I would put this. I, I think overall, this was like those five are the ones where it's like, I didn't have to pause at any point and be like, uh, I'll come back to this in like 15 minutes after I like do anything else. Like <laughs> I, I was able to sit down and watch this movie and I was entertained the entire time. Uh, how did, how did you guys feel about the entertainment value? Like were, were you bored? Did it feel like a slog? Like some of the other movies it felt like no, this is a great Assassin's Creed movie. Like I said, <laughs> yeah. 100% the man. very yeah, first like 10 minutes of this movie we out was very assassin's <laughs> yep, creedy yep, yep, yep. it's so funny because like they already made a good assassin's creed movie how did they fuck up with the actual assassin's creed movie uh-huh. <laughs> which technically i don't know maybe it's actually really good and it, i've been we'll, uh gaslit we'll this out. whole time we'll see because i haven't watched it yet but uh yeah, that was I was thinking that a lot throughout this too. I was just like, man, you change up a little bit of the costume design. Yeah. And like the locale. Mm-hmm. And this is like a great assist <laughs> movie. Just work, work in some like like an apple. Instead Eden of a dagger, and like it's a wrist blade. No, dude, you can keep yeah, the dagger. Exactly. Dagger's cool too, man. No, and just replace the dagger with the because he's gonna have the hidden blade anyway. Uh, the yeah. dagger would have to be the Apple of Eden from like Assassin's Creed One. The yeah. blade. We've- and it, it just instead of like the turns back time for like 30 seconds or whatever, he's just like he realized when he uses the apple, all of a sudden he's like immortal <laughs> for a minute. Like he could stab like on accident, but he touched the apple at the right time. He's like, oh, my God, I didn't even feel that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where did you poke me? Yeah, this was super fun. Um, casting decisions aside, because, yeah, this is like the widest Persian movie I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, the whole like. Oh, yeah, his, absolutely. Um, I, no, go ahead, Drew. I, I, I honestly, the guy who eventually takes the role of the king, I swear to God, throughout this whole movie, I was like, is that Simon Pegg? Like, what? <laughs> it did not look like no, Simon Get Pegg. out of here with this. It's Simon me, man. Pegg. No. Uh, you're talking I about his brother, like right? Someone, like Tess yeah, I'm talking Tuss. about his brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tuss does not look like Simon Pegg. I thought he looked like a hat, like a. Who was. He was like a budget version of Sean Bean's character in the yes, Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, Boromir. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Something. Boromir. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, man, we're watching the king of the necklace right now. And, <laughs> and it's Boromir. Yeah, it was. No, uh, uh, I, the, uh, yeah. Casting aside from like his two brothers and then the actual like, I guess the king, the old king was actually OK, but. I just I don't I didn't feel any attachment to their characters. I mean, what did you guys feel about the acting? I didn't think it was too bad. Eh, oh, I liked all the characters actually here uh, and there, but it was pretty good for overall. I just meant poor casting is in like the whole like whitewashing oh, discussion. Yeah, 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 no, I know what you obvious. meant by that. Yeah. I was talking that's, about more performance. That's true. Yeah, you, yeah. As far as the performances <laughs> and like who was playing which character, I had no problem yeah. with any of that. I, I thought the guy who was the asshole of brother of the three. Yeah, uh, he got a nice he got a nice turnaround at the end where he he died good. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I like to Tuss. He, he did seem like that, like the obvious kingly choice for the next king or whatever. And, you know, wasn't like, you know, you, you watch these kind of movies and the whole time and they do a good of job, at, at least in my opinion, with the plot of subverting your expectations. Yes. I lo- you the, know, we love saying that where it's like we I was convinced, yeah, that Tuss was the one yeah. who would set up Dastin. Because the, yeah. the premise of this film, of course, for uh, the people that did not choose to watch along with or us. Or have never week, read like, a book about a king and a monarch. 
uh, yeah, like so Dastin, they Dastin is Jake Gyllenhaal's character. He's our main character, uh, and also Dastin from the Prince of Persia games. And you know the the film begins with the whole plot of like they're going to raid this nearby uh, city because they believe that they are making weapons for their enemies and. There's an issue with writing it because it's like a holy city kind of thing or yeah, something. Like and the king has said, like, you know, never enter their grounds. Like, don't go over there and like fuck their shit up or whatever. But, you know, we you get intel basically that they're, they've been providing weapons to your enemies and that they'd rather raid the city and ask for forgiveness from the king instead of like going through the king to do it because he'll just say no. Uh, and then, of course, we find out that the weapons were forged and they weren't actually that that city didn't make them. They were plants. And there's a plot that's like the King's brother has set up where he's framed Dastin for the murder of the King with like some sort of powder or whatever, I guess. Yeah. So like really bad flour. That? It was like really bad Coke basically <laughs> <laughs> that he like dusted on this. Oh yeah. I had no idea. It just, it just started burning him from the inside. Like anthrax no or some idea. shit. Honestly, yeah, whatever he like started was. burning, I thought like, it was like, Oh, the cloak's like cursed or something like that. But no, it's poison. No, Never heard of a poison burning someone like that, but okay. Yeah. yeah it's weird. I mean, it could have been easily. I guess it could have been like lie. Yeah, that's like, true. Something like that. Like lie burns your hands and it's it a dry, dusty yeah. thing. Uh, and honestly, if you research, because what's funny enough about this movie is, is like middling as it kind of is. There's a lot of tie ins, like as far as like research they did on, you know, Persian history and stuff like mm. that. That's kind of fit into the film in different ways uh, that like most of us would never see. And they'd never detail specifically in the film. But I, I, yeah, it could be something like a lie that they coded on this, this thing. Snakes. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, so Dassin gets set up for the murder of the king, his father, and Dassin's uh, adopted, so he's not like a blood child. He was from the streets. He's an Aladdin. Uh, yeah, he's an Aladdin <laughs> type. Yeah, exactly. Who gets brought into this family? Because he, because he, uh, uh, defended. He was humble. He was honest. He, was, he defended. He defended his, somebody his yeah. with an apple. Yeah, so the king was like, "Yeah, he's got noble qualities." No, he'll never try to. He'll ass. never try to kill me and take my throne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have one son I can depend on that won't try to overthrow me. And then me. he dies like uh, thinking it was him because he's just yeah, like, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he totally dies thinking he made oh, a crucial God, mistake dude, as a that's king. So terrible. <laughs> well, you can save to the end. It's fine. Everything, everything gets undone at the end. Uh, but so they yeah, they raid this city. And this holy city or whatever, they capture the princess that lives there. And she's got some sort of artifact that she's trying to be protective of that they're able to get a hand on. And it's this dagger it's that we find out is the. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the dagger had a name specifically, but basically it's got a jewel on the top that if you press it, it uses this special time sand that's in the hilt. And it can turn back time for up to a minute, depending on how much sand is in it. And. Whoa. Uh, yeah, well, well, uh, and Dastin finds this out in a very uh, handy time when he's almost murdered by this person. He's able to go back and be like, ah, no, you can't really murder me. I, I just turned back time. Thing. But uh, anyway, so Dastin has to run off and blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't want to detail the whole plot because I feel like that. Oh, no, my headphones. No, we totally on. detail the whole oh, plot. No. We do that all the time. I pulled out my cable. Oh, no. We're, we're oh, God. Technic Travis, are you there? Technical difficulties, folks. I mean, technically, y'all can still hear yeah. me. I just couldn't but, hear uh, anyone yeah. else. Um, shit. 
But can't remember. I thought the story was fine. It wasn't incredibly difficult to get through uh, or understand or anything. I really liked. We, I mentioned this earlier, but Alfred Molina's Alfred Molina's character. Uh, I can't remember the name, but he's like this. Uh, is he the merchant? Yeah, he's, or the, the, he's, yeah, he's like a pirate yeah. merchant guy or right. whatever. Okay. They have like this this city. I can't remember what his name was either. The city that they've like made this legend about. Like everyone who goes there dies, and like no people shouldn't come to this area. There's like ghouls and stuff, and. It's like this huge myth that he's cooked up so that he can run like a gambling operation and, and not have to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole plot, his whole plot was like, I loved it. I, I thought this I shit was loved, fucking hilarious. Uh, the line that he had where he was just like, ah, secret government assassins. That's why I don't pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of really funny moments that I'm like, okay, this is where like the Disney writing yeah, and stuff is coming from. Yeah, you could definitely feel the Disney in this, especially with the, yeah, some of the then, effects. Oh man, the effects were remarkable. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Clearly, way too I much will money say, put into so, this. So, like when he does, when they do like the whole backwards and time thing with the the dagger, that looks cool. Yeah. But there were some moments later on in the movie when he's in the temple that's like collapsing with sand. Uh-huh. That didn't look great at every second that I was watching. I yeah, was like, yeah, oh yeah. wow, that looks weird, but. The transforming. Yeah, you can definitely tell cool. they put a lot of R and D into like that sand time travel technique yeah. thing, and then some of the other places like they didn't have time to polish. Yeah, up and quite the, as much. that was like uh, I don't know when technically this came out in relevance to like the first Prince of Persia and then the second one, but it's so weird that like the effect looks so identical to what they did, you know, on his body and everything, and I'm surprised that they didn't like try to like do the sequel thing where he has like half the the sand ghost body or whatever it's like i don't know so there was the three there's the three playstation 2 era prince of persia Mm. games i think the third of that had already come out in like 2004 or five uh and then the reboot prince of persia came out in 2008 i think I think, I'm thinking so I think like, you're talking about the second PS2 one that I was think uh, so. Warrior yeah. Within. Yeah, yeah, Warrior Within. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I thought. They wanted to implement some of that stuff, but I because I, the original plan for this, as we find out in some of the trivia section, is that this was meant to be like a franchise, mm-hmm. and they had like three movies written out, and they basically didn't want to take too many ideas from the second and third games because it's stuff that they wanted to implement into the sequels. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I think that was probably why. But, uh, yeah, like that, that visual effect, though, is one of the coolest things I think I've seen in movies in a while, which is funny because it happened 10 years ago. And yeah. it's just kind of sh- it was shocking when they did it the first time in the film. I was like, dude, how does this look so fucking cool? Oh, there were cool? four games on. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, there were four games in this like trilogy or was Forgotten Sands the was, was the one you said was the reboot. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Maybe well, if it came out in two thousand eight, then it was the reboot. Yeah, because I think they just called it Prince of Persia. Uh, wait, yeah, because it's Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, Warrior Within, Two Thrones, and then Forgotten Sands. Forgotten Sands was in twenty or twenty ten. Yeah. But also, it doesn't look like the second one is the one that I was talking about either, because it looks like the whole transforming thing doesn't happen until two thrones which is the third game so i was wrong also but there is a whole transforming part so it's still still there still that shadow of the flame what the fuck 
<laughs> oh yeah, no. Here's here it is on the timeline. Weird. Yeah, the reboot was Prince of Persia 2008. Yeah, yeah, because huh. it has it in the timeline, and then it has Forgotten Sands below that. That's weird. Yeah, it, but it doesn't. But Forgotten Sands, I think, looks like <sighs> the Dastin from the other one. What the? Fuck? Yeah, this is all kind of wonky. When did Forgotten Sands come uh, out? 2010. Even... Yeah. Um. That's so weird. The game Damn, marked I, a return I, of the storyline started by Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Wow, wow. this is all. This I is totally all missed kinds, Forgotten this is Sands. I need to go play but that. Yeah, Prince of the 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 reboot from 20, 2008 is the one where he looks all edgy and he's got like a long scarf yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was also the one where it didn't include an ending. You had to buy it as DLC. Huh? What? what? Yeah. That's weird. Jesus. It was like there was so much backlash at the time. I think it like completely. It was the backlash was so bad it like canned the whole reboot thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they must have gone back to the other storyline character because it was already kind of middling. And then yeah, it literally didn't have the end of the game in it. It was like a, a ten or fifteen dollar add on. Wow, Ubisoft. That's where they get their good name from. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, you know, movie ensues adventuring. They they want to keep the dagger and they want to prevent the dude who's trying to kill the king or they killed the king, his uncle or whatever. Uh, from from getting the dagger and from taking it back to the, I can't remember if it's the the holy city where the the big sand. Yeah, that's like where yeah, his or brother is still there, like looking for more stuff, or that's what they like tell us as the you know the watcher that his brother is still back there, um, and he didn't come like searching for him or whatever, or he didn't go to his dad's. Yeah, he didn't he, go to his dad's funeral. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they had, his uncle had told Tuss or whatever because they're one they're searching for Daston because mm-hmm, there's a huge reward, yeah. And two that where he's telling him wherever this like sand thing is, he's actually telling him oh it's like some treasure yeah, or something whatever, that's there. Yeah. It's like all this like tons and tons <clears> of treasure uh, that would be mm-hmm. good to bring back for the kingdom or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean like I said, uh, it, it not a particularly memorable plot, but just a fun movie to watch. I don't know if I'd. Watch it again. It's definitely one that if I happen to catch it on in the background or something, just leave it on. I'd throw that yeah. on. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch through yeah, that. Yeah, the back and forth between Jake Gyllenhaal and what's the what's the lady's name? I don't I don't know. Dude, they had excellent I chemistry. She, I will say hot. that. Uh, I think it, it'd be hard not to have chemistry with Jake Gyllenhaal uh, personally. Yeah, he's, but he's uh, funny, yeah. But uh, definitely good. And then yeah, you've got like uh, the the old guy that played Nazim, the the bad um source. Well, he's not even a sorcerer. He's like just a. He's just a bad. Are you talking oh, about the, the, the dude with the snake? Yeah, or no, no, no. The, the bad like uncle, character. like just the Ben Kingsley. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, ben yeah, Kingsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not even like I was like he's, like, he's not even a, a sorcerer. He's like he's just a dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the guy with the snake. I, I didn't really get the whole like snake assassin. He's just yeah, generic evil doer. Yeah, I need, exactly. Our, our bad guy's got to have a, a, yeah, a grunt yeah. to go out there and. Yeah, I, uh, I liked a lot of the choreography. There was that one scene where uh, he fights off the snakes or whatever Dastin does by like going back in time until he knows where each one's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. And he like just flicks a bunch of stuff around and kills all the snakes real quick and and burning uh, snakes with a torch. And our 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 fat pirate dude or whatever is just like, how did you do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, he I, I almost want to go rewatch it just for his seeds because his. Alfred Molina was really funny in this, but yeah, to make a super cut is good. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Much better than most of the stuff we've had to watch. Yeah. I stand by a seven out of 10. And unlike a lot of our movies we've had recently, this one actually had some interesting things about it. Some interesting factoids. 
Disney Ooh, and director tell. Jerry. I'm sorry. I wrote director. I meant producer. You calling him director. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, also the producer of the Pirates of the Caribbean series and like tons of stuff over at Disney. Like if you look at his filmography, you're like, yep, th- those are all movies that he made. Uh, plan for this film to be the start of a new franchise, dubbing it the new Pirates of the Caribbean. However, its box office debut fell behind Shrek Forever Oof. After and Sex in the City 2, landing at number three. So they did a very poor job marketing this movie if they couldn't beat Sex in the City 2. And uh, the Shrek, Shrek movie. 4. <laughs> Well, I mean, Shrek, big franchise, you know, Mike Myers, people, kids like their Shrek movies. A lot of kids are going to go see that. DreamWorks, those are big guys. I would have moved out of the way of Shrek 4 personally. I would have said, we can can push our two weeks, okay? Uh, At the time, it was the third highest grossing opening weekend for a video game adaptation, beaten only by Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and Pokemon the first movie. Uh, Despite its slow U.S. opening, it did very well worldwide, releasing at number one in 41 of the 47 countries it was shown in. It ended up dethroning Lara Croft Tomb Raider as the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time and held that record until the release of Warcraft in 2016. Oh, wow. Wow, That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. When Warcraft. On a budget of $150 million, which is incredibly high for 2010. Uh, it had an opening weekend of 30.1 million. Eep. And I believe that's just in the U.S. Uh, domestic gross overall of 90.7 million. And then an international gross of 244.3 million. Is. So, yeah, that's like I said, it made a lot of money overseas uh, with a cumulative, cumulative worldwide gross of 335.1 million. Pretty good. So, again, did fairly yeah. well, but just not like. We're yeah. starting a new franchise over at Disney. Well, yeah, it didn't make like Buku's money. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia did exceptionally well in the DVD and Blu-ray sales, generating $33 million as of March 2011. So just a few few months on the market there. It had a huge legs as far as wow. uh, home media sales. Do we know if most of those came from Europe probably or? Uh, I don't know. I think this is just uh, those are just worldwide disc sales. But I okay. believe in general, uh the U.S. market is just bigger for home media, just just bigger <laughs> population and more right. electronics and stuff like that. Uh, it, I would say probably an even split as far as Europe and stuff. But the biggest countries that it did the uh, the best in were not European countries, as far as I know. It was more. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, I think a lot of uh, some countries in South America and then places like Saudi Arabia did really well. Um uh, but it also seems like these type of movies generally fare better overseas than they do in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, anytime you got like a big budget action movie and, you know, special effects and stuff, mm-hmm. like the story's not all that important, they're always going to do really well. You're going for the spectacle and uh, the Hollywood level of flair. production and stuff and flair. Yeah, exactly. That's why Fast and Furious does so good. We talk about a blockbuster. That's a blockbuster for you. It is stated ah. that the handle of the dagger holds one minute's worth of time in the sands of time. Oh, wait, sorry. One minute's worth of the sands of time. They're actually, it's just called the sands of time. Uh, that makes sense. The first time Dastin presses the jewel, he rewinds time by 32 seconds. The second time he presses it, he rewinds by 23 seconds. This makes up 55 seconds or almost the full minute of sand. After it is refilled, it is used twice again in the movie. Dastin uses it to rewind 16 seconds of time. And Tush uses it to rewind 44 seconds of time 
using up exactly 60 seconds of sand. This reflects the actual time of the actions being undone from the moment of bodily repossession to the moment the jewel is pressed as the time during which the user is in his out-of-body experience is slightly compressed by a few seconds more. So they actually took the time to make sure pretty cool. that they were using the exact yeah. amount that they stated cool. in the what movie. What about at the <laughs> end when it just kind of all goes Willy Wonka and just... Well, so you're not limited by how much the by the minute when you go in and do the through the source. Right. Just remember that was like they let out all of the sand and the lady had said if it happens, it's gonna destroy the world or whatever. I guess it technically mm, did. I mean, prove it, bitch. No one's ever done it. Technically it did destroy the world that they were in. It went real far back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, during the invasion of Alamut at the beginning of the movie, which is the Holy City, uh, there's a scene where Datsun is about to jump off of a wooden contraption. He stops for a moment to get his bearings, during which the camera focuses on him while moving around him in a circular motion. While this very unique scene never happens in the Prince of Persia games, it is an iconic feature of the Assassin's Creed franchise. In all of the <laughs> Assassin's Creed games, the Assassins ascend to high vantage points to get their bearings, an event that is presented in a nearly identical fashion and with similar musical cues as the way it is presented in the movie. This is likely an intentional homage to Assassin's Creed, which was created many years before this movie, as the Creed series is considered to be the spiritual and more successful successor to the Prince Oof. of Persia series. Oh, that's really interesting. That's jab rude. At the yeah, that was, that was very rude. <laughs> uh Apparently, that's also part of why they never did the sequel mm. was because they saw from the box office numbers that like fans of the game series weren't necessarily coming yeah. out and that just general market interest in Prince of Persia had faded because the Assassin's Creed series it was like already out in a thing by then. Uh, and that was noticeable in the game sales when comparing the two. Yeah, franchises. They did kind of miss the, uh, the golden age. Missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal gained 10 pounds of muscle for the role of Dastin. He you stated in interviews that he said in interviews. Yeah, he was jacked. I, I remember Jack Gyllenhaal back when, <laughs> Jack when Gyllenhaal. This, was like, this was first getting Fuck like marketed you. and stuff because I knew it mostly from like Donnie Darko and stuff. And oh, I was yeah. like, dude, my boy's ripped. Uh, he stated in interviews that no one asked him to gain muscle for the role, but that he knew he would be very active playing the character and figured the studio was going to ask him to bulk up anyway. He describes the training as him getting overprepared and is off time after the delay of production of the film uh, because this film came out around the writer's strike. And so there was a uh, about ah. a seven-month production delay from when they were supposed to start filming and then when they actually did. Uh, so he used this time to basically get ahead of him, uh, of everyone else, uh, hoping the studio wouldn't ask him to go on a more intensive regimen in a shorter time frame. So he's like, I'm just going to stretch out and get oh, prepared in my own time over the seven months instead of having to do like one of the normal like Hollywood Boot camp or whatever, like suicide yeah. regimens where I'm drinking a black cup of coffee and a square of grapefruit and like working out for eight hours a day in preparation for these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Jake Gyllenhaal was cast in the lead role, Orlando Bloom and Zac Efron were both rumored for the part. Hey, Orlando Bloom. I don't know how I feel about Orlando Bloom probably would have been okay. He could have been yeah, fine, yeah. But I don't yeah, see Zach it. Zac Efron Zac definitely nah. would have definitely hit that white savior complex. For sure. Yeah, it's too short. Yeah. Too short. Zac Efron would be kind of weird. I just don't see it. Just don't see it. And also, I don't think Dastin needed to be that buff, too. You know? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's 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 jumping around. Running. You know, he's very agile. He doesn't need, necessarily need to be super strong. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah exactly. He's, he's more, more of a gymnast, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. than a... Uh, 
than a although super there, although guy. there are some buff male gym, gymnasts. You do the rings, you got that crazy upper body strength. Oh yeah, uh-huh. sure, yeah. Uh, and something I didn't write down, but I didn't notice uh, in the IMDb page when I was going through this that uh, they did try to cast a more diverse cast, and the casting just kept falling through. Mm. Uh, one of the women that they cast for um, uh, the girl's part, I can't think of her name right now. Tomina or Tamina? Uh, Tom, Tomina, yeah, or Tamina or whatever. Um, the actress they the cast was Persian, and when she got on the plane to like go do it, she was arrested by Israel authorities Yeesh. for her performance in another movie that was basically just like, I think she played like a terrorist that was Israeli or something like that. And they took umbrage with it. And so they arrested her. And so she missed her flight and they never cast her. Wow. In the film. Uh, yeah. So she was uh, indisposed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To say the least. And then there was another person that they went to for the role of Dastin, who was also of Persian descent, but he turned down the role. Uh, I didn't recognize his name or any of the things he had been in, but they, uh, he's had interviews where he was reached out or they reached out to him for casting, but he just didn't want to do it uh, for whatever Mm. reason. So they did attempt at least for the leads to be a bit more diverse and it just didn't work out that way. Uh, Okay. Still think they probably could have done better than the ones they got, but it's either here nor there because whoever it was that played the girl is super hot. I didn't realize she was a bond girl. Also, she was in a quantum of solace. That was her big breakout role actually. Yeah. Which is sad because that's probably the worst of the Daniel Craig movies. And with that, I have not a lot else to say about the Prince of Persia film. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say either. Yeah, this was uh, yeah. What was that? Either? Nothing. I just I was really tired when I watched this, <laughs> and I'm just you know it's been a rough yeah, I'm tired been now. Rough, been a rough tired. couple days. I'm, I'm not tired. always tired. Well, man, I hope you get to. Once you're done and settled in and you're moved in, I hope you get to sleep a little. I hope you get to I'm relax. I'm probably going to sleep tonight, but I still got to get up early and Play some do games. some more moving. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, her name in Quantum of Solace was Strawberry Fields. Yeah, yep. sounds like a Bond girl. Yeah, wow. <laughs> They've gotten better if 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 it helps. <laughs> they used to be way worse. <laughs> yeah, they used to be way, way worse. Dude, uh, Ava Green, she was in... Uh, Casino Royale. She's one of my favorites. One of my favorite Bond girls and one of my favorite actresses. Nice. She didn't take no shit in that movie. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. She could have beat the hell out of Daniel Craig. I'm confident. And she beat the hell out of the weed character in uh, that 300 sequel she was in. Did y'all ever I see know, that? I, yeah, so I saw that in theaters. I've still yeah. never seen the 300 secret. Uh, 300 Man, sequel. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Oh, no, boo. But there's a rocking sex scene in oh, that movie. Man. Oh, yeah, that sex scene right was now. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sex slash fight scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she's like kicking his ass and taking his name. You know what I'm saying? Next episode, we'll be talking about Resident Evil Afterlife. We're back in the resis. Oh, yeah. Tr- we got two in a row. Oh, do we really? Afterlife. Nice. Yep. Resident Evil Afterlife and Resident Evil Retribution. And if Is I that- recall correctly, Resident Evil Afterlife, we will be watching in 4K high dynamic range. Nice. Oh, yes. Um, it is the only Resident Evil film so far to get a UHD Blu-ray. Cool. I don't know why. Because it appears yeah. to be the lowest rated I Resident Evil I can't remember which one this is. <laughs> Is this the one with like a lot of clone? It's got to be the clone one, right? Apparently, it's the one where they get to Alaska, even though you told me they were never going to do that. 
<laughs> no, they don't yeah, ever go to fight. Alaska. No, I think they do. That was the big. That was the end <laughs> of the fight. Remember. Six they months might, later, Atlas travels to Alaska to, in an airplane. It's in the plot, <laughs> motherfucker. Because we fought about that, and you were like, "Drive." Maybe back then. Maybe back then. If they don't go they to Alaska, this whole movie was a waste of time. <laughs> and they get to Alaska, and she's attacked by a feral Claire Redfield, <laughs> and that's all <laughs> I'll say. Yeah, I don't want to spoil oh, the rest yeah. of the film for anybody. But yeah, a couple of resis coming up. Oh, yeah. And the retribution is the one where in that weird leather outfit. That poster just does not look good. Anyway, this has been Absent Minded Watches. If you enjoyed the show, you know what you got to do. You got to head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com. Where you can always find the latest episodes of our main show, as well as our side series, Absent Minded Watches. Or to leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion that we might put on the air, or to donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program, or to write into us at questions at absentmindedpodcast.com. I have been one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charlesard. With me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. Great job today, buddy. Really appreciate it. At Souls Mjorn. Thank you. Anything to give you a bit of a break, buddy. And on the other, other side of the internet, where the burgers are frying, and the tacos are tacoing, and the pollies are pollying. COVID is high. It's higher than everywhere else, man. I'll tell you what. Andrew Crandall. Please wear a mask. Yeah. Please, please just wear a mask. At Andrew Loves Video Games. Thanks for listening to the episode, guys. Don't forget to listen to our side, our main show, our side side series, every Tuesday, Friday, Thursday. Friday at 10 a.m. So we'll, you know, you'll hear this one on Tuesday. You'll hear the next episode of the main show on Friday. That's yep. how that works. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate you for listening.